Hey, it's Joe Trapel. This is Caught Inside. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to Caught Inside. This is the fifth episode of seven, and it's here day nine of the Australian quarantine. And today I am joined with a very special guest, Felipe Toledo. Felipe, great to see you, my friend. Thanks for coming yeah, on. Yeah, Joel. Yeah, good to see you too, man. Oh my gosh, it's day nine. We're making it. We're almost there. Almost there. Just a few oh, more days. <laughs> feels so good. So, I mean, think about it. it. Nine. We've got 10, 11, 12. You know what? Never mind. I'm not going to count. <laughs> We're doing yeah, pretty yeah. good. <laughs> stop, stop right there. Stop right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh we're well we are over the halfway mark which is great and yes that's uh, perfect looking at the first week of quarantine uh are you happy with the way that you used your time so far uh yeah you know it's been it's been great actually you know especially you know i do have uh ananda here with me which makes more fun you know someone to talk to and train with and just watch tv you know like it's i guess it's it, it goes by a little easier um, but yeah, it's, it's been really good for me, you know, to get back on that training routine and being training like twice a day and, um, you know, like having time for myself to think about the next contest that's coming up. So it's been pretty cool. Really cool that you have this time too to be with your wife. I think about that personally with family life, with kids, even just having dinner together is such a rare yeah. thing. What was the last time you guys got to spend some like this kind of time together? Has this ever especially, happened before? Especially with two kids, right? If you have one, you know, if the little one sleeps, you still have a little time to do some stuff. But with two, it's always hard. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's been a little while already, you know, so it's uh, it's been great. Yeah. And then balancing FaceTimes with the kids. How are they doing? They're doing good. They're uh, they're with my parents in California uh they're you know they're having so much fun they're on their way to palm springs now they're probably going to stay for a few days up there you know cruise and uh yeah they're loving it and uh this time that you had at home you know without the jersey on for so long i think i ran into you at some point you planned a huge like rv motorhome trip around the united states did you guys end up doing that last year yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're supposed to do that, and then um, and then Ananda started doing some work in Brazil, and she needed to go to Brazil. So we ended up going down to Brazil for her to, you know, like get all, you know, her sort of job going and all that. So uh, unfortunately, but yeah, my parents they did they did all the way to Florida, and then they came back Oregon and all, you know, like they did like what seven different states, I guess. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's uh it's cool to have this place and time where all of a sudden you get to reflect on your career, your life, your yeah. family, have all this time to reset. Uh was was there any surf trips in there just purely to go get waves or was it really strictly focused on family? Yeah, so um you know, besides Hawaii, which you know was the first event of the year for us, um the last surf trip I did was what January 2020. <laughs> you know, it was it was a it was a few months ago, and I, it was like we we did the trip to Mexico uh, to Salina Cruz, and then on the way back we're gonna stop in California just to grab our stuff and leave to Australia. It was like a two days, you know, like just trying to get everything and go to Australia, and then we just we're leaving Mexico and then we had the news that, you know, we're shutting down and not events. It was just like, you went by super fast, but 
yeah, that was that was the last year trip I did actually. And then also getting a chance to to return to Brazil with your wife and and see old yeah. friends and family. Your profile is really big, man, especially in Brazil. How have you felt your life's changed when you just walk down to the, the grocery store in Brazil? Is it hard to kind of get things done? Do you need bodyguards and everything? <laughs> no, I'm not. There. I'm not there yet. <laughs> but um, it's uh, it's pretty cool, actually. You know, it's uh, where where I grew up. It's I feel like it's more of a. It, it gets more normal for them, you know, because I grew up there. I know them since, you know, like day one. So it's they know me as uh, Flip Toledo that was born over there, just playing with them, surfing, you know, not the famous surfer that, you know, win multiple events and all that. But definitely in other cities, you know, like where my wife is from, uh, there's a lot of people there. They, they love surfing so much. And, you know, every time to walking on the street, there's someone driving a car, just screaming inside the car. It's like, ah, Felipe. Then I look, I was like, oh, hey. you know, like, so yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty cool, man, to see all that. And especially with, you know, the whole year off that we had, um, people still, is still, you know, like getting, you know, getting involved in with us, you know, like on Instagram or, you know, any social media trying to follow us. If well, like texting, I was like, "Oh, if you're gonna go surf tomorrow, let me know." Well, well, you know, like people want to watch it; they want to, they want to see it still. So, uh, it's been pretty cool. Yeah, I know when the you moved to San Clemente, it was so cool. I mean, the Groms at T Street were just freaking out that that you were now in town. And yeah. the thing I was always so impressed with, you just had so much time for everybody. And I'm sure that takes a balance of yep. being able to give yourself so much, but also being you know, so into your family as well, you have to understand how to balance uh, the public side and then the personal side. How have you found that? Yeah, yeah. You know, that's that's one really hard thing to do. Um, and it goes, I feel like for me, it goes beyond that. Just not, you know, like having my personal time and having, you know, time for the fans and sponsors. You know, I, I'm, I'm still like, I'm a father. I'm a husband. I'm, you know, son. I'm brother, <laughs> I'm friends. So like I have to find balance for everything in that. And I feel like that's one really hard thing to do. Um, and uh, that's what I'm trying to, you know, get better, you know, every day, you know, just uh, really understand, you know, like when to have time for myself, when to have time for the sponsors and trying to separate that, you know, because like if I'm not a hundred percent you know, husband, I'm not going to be a hundred percent father. I'm not going to be a hundred percent surfer, you know, like, so in the position that I am, you know, like when I'm home with my family, I'm a hundred percent husband and father. When I'm surfing, I'm a hundred percent professional, you know, like I, I, I try not to think about anything and just try to surf and compete. And, you know, uh, and when I have to do something for sponsors, you know, it's a hundred percent focus on that thing. So, um, yeah, I guess like it's, you know, to find that balance, it's pretty hard, but, um, I'm trying. <laughs> You're speaking so well. I mean, gosh, I, sometimes I forget how young you still are. You're 25, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and you've done so much with taking care of your family, moving them across the yeah. globe, uh, still being yeah. the top professional you are. And you actually just reminded me of, uh, something I, I used to hear Kobe Bryant talk about when, when he was with his kids, that's where he was even. And then yeah. when he was training and doing physical therapy, his mind was thinking about 
his physical therapy. And then when he's in the, like, you know, on the court, that's where he is. It's being able to yeah. really be present in every chat, like facet moment, of your life. Yes. Yeah. yes, that's right. You know, I feel like that's a big difference for me, especially, you know, that's, that's one thing that I learned, you know, to think about the, you know, the present, the now, you know, like, just like before he think what uh, what's going on right now not what could happen on the heat later or what happened before you know just like really focus what's happening right now you feel like you're you're breathing you're bored you feel the wax you feel the sand you know like to have that that moment it's pretty cool are you a guy that that needs a moment that likes personal time like completely silent by yourself i mean with traveling living like ohana style like with your family with grandparents yeah. with kids and and then uh being in the spotlight are you a guy that just goes hey i'm gonna take a quick time out or i'm gonna go for a walk uh, do you like that uh the silence that comes um, with that sometimes uh no i hate that man <laughs> i hate being myself i hate being by myself you know i just like i i just i I mean, I'm glad I have an under here because otherwise that'll be like just going crazy in the apartment, you know, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's definitely, you know, like when you go to a contest, especially Brazil though, like Brazil is a good example of that because once we're in Brazil, we have like so many uh, requests from sponsors, interviews and, um, you know, like from the fans and surfing, it's, it's, it sucks so much energy out of you that sometimes you just need like a 10, 15 minute break, just okay, you know, like, let me gather all my energies again and let's go, you know? So, um, but other than that, you know, I just, you know, I, I'm not the guy that really wants to, you know, have a moment or take a break. I, I just love being active the whole day. Yeah, uh, Felipe, that's so cool. And one thing I noticed when you qualified and representing Ubatuba specifically, I was always thinking, wait, with the people I was in contact with, uh, I was thinking, oh, he's, breaking ground for that city. And then in one interview, you mentioned a name of someone from Ubatuba that actually had qualified before you. Uh, who yes, is that? Yeah, that, that was a, a long, uh, a lot of years ago. Um, that was uh, Tadeu Pereira. He used to, you know, like to compete on the tour. And remember back in the years that you was only one ranking, right? They, they surfed and, you know, they, they had, you know, a certain position. There were, qualify for the world tour and uh Tadeo actually did that that was probably what I mean I'm not too sure about but you know like right about when I was born 95 or 96 something like that and then unfortunately he had like a, a injury on his back that he couldn't uh he couldn't keep going so um after you know many years of a lot of people trying you know like Renato Galvão uh, Wiggly Dantas, a lot of people, you know, trying to qualify and being like just like one spot behind, you know, like for two, three years. And, uh, you know, I was, I was the next one from, from, from my hometown. So it's pretty cool. Great. Yeah. I was stoked when you told me about that guy because I was like, oh, there was someone before. And, and it's like a, it's a great surf town, right? Oh, dude, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. You know, there's, there's so many talents down in Ubatuba. It's, if you go there one day, you know, like in, it's 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 insane it's insane because there's so many people that surfs really good and there's a lot of waves a lot of point breaks that we can surf and it's just uh it's it's a piece of paradise uh you love the energy when you see people from your town that have traveled to watch you compete uh how cool yeah. is it when we pulled up at the hotel felipe i was actually on the same shuttle as you 
and we were just awaiting our check-in, which took a little bit of time. And all yeah. of a sudden we saw this huge parade coming around the corner with flags and it was celebrating a, a Brazilian soccer team, right? And had just yeah, won a national yeah. title. Yes, they're uh, they were competing for, for the national title. And then uh, um, the day that we got here was the final in Brazil. Um, and they were just celebrating. It was uh, the Palmeiras. A lot That's of right. on the street. <laughs> I felt really lucky to be on the shuttle with you guys and, and Italo and everyone yeah, just yeah. was so excited to look out the window and feel this presence of energy, which always reminds me of how you compete at a high level in front of huge crowds and mm. being able to feed off this environment that is going crazy. The, the final that I will never forget because you've won a lot of events now. But Bahada Tijuca, the final you had with B. Durbage, yep. I, I have never seen so many people on the beach. And every turn you landed, every rotation you pulled, it was like a volcano was going off, it was erupting this whole beach. <laughs> yeah. And then the judges' tower was kind of on its own. Remember that? It was like this own tower yeah. in a sea of people. And yep. I remember you did this huge full rotation. It was clearly going to be a 10. And yeah. everyone turned back at the judges and was going 10, 10, 10. And, <laughs> and it, it came out as a 10. And Pressure on. Crazy. It was uh, by far the most wildest experience watching I've ever seen. <laughs> How was yeah. that being in the water, getting that backing? Dude, it was, um, you know, uh, as it was really crazy for you, it was the same for me. You know, it was definitely my my favorite event. It was a... Uh, um, it was something really special, you know, it was just so many people on the beach. I had my like entire family on the beach. My entire family goes like from my, my grandma, my, all my aunties, my cousins, you know, <laughs> it's so many, but like 25 people in my family, you know, on the beach. So it was pretty cool. And um, it, the, the best part is it was because, you know, the waves were not that big and so we were kind of close to the shore, like to the sand. So we can, I could hear like super clearly everyone screaming, you know, and uh, I felt like, I felt like it was, uh, you know, I, I was surfing on a stadium, on a closed stadium, you know, with everyone watching because it was so intense. It was so loud. And, you know, even, I, I guess even like for B, you know, he was surfing waves. He got like one wave that was, that was pretty good. And then, people were cheering for him. He was just like, you know, like he, he didn't know what to do, you know, so <laughs> it was, because it, it was, it was something really, really special. It was pretty crazy, man. And I remember too, because it was the judges tower. And then that was like one tower that was supposed to be for the cameras, I guess. And um, the crowd took the tower over, you know, like it was, it was packed with people, you know, that tower. I remember my dad was up there. A few friends of mine were up there. You know, because he had my uh, my second board with him over there, so it was it was easy for me to see him. You know, from the water because he was up in the tower. Because I I was definitely couldn't see him on the beach because there's so many people. And then when I uh you know when I had the the ten, I broke my board on landing that air, so I had to change the board. So I was just like waving for him. And then I remember like this one guy jumped out of the tower. And on the on the sand, and then my dad gave him. He was running through the crowd with my board, hold, like holding up my board like this. You know, it was it was so funny, man. But it was definitely like a, a really it was a special event for me. 
I remember just also at the end when you'd won, then the water patrol had you on the ski and they didn't know how to get you into the podium <laughs> because yeah. there was just people in the water trying to swim. And they're like, Oh, not that way. Not that way. Yeah, <laughs> You're yeah. just doing and then laps, I, even, like, to... <laughs> I even jumped, you know, like to go, cause we normally have, you know, like the, the, the corridor for us to go. And, but people, you know, just like ran over the whole thing. You was, you couldn't really tell where was it. And then I was just like, okay, I guess it, it's right here. I see my friends, see my brother, I see friends of mine, you know, like I'm going to go right there. And then I jump and then I saw like these crazy people just like rah, running through me. I was like, oh no, 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 come back, come back. And then I had to wait like about 10 minutes on the ski. And then, you know, like they, they tried to clear the path. So yeah, it was pretty insane. I remember you, you know, the tradition having the board behind you to, to go up. And then I think your board disappeared and it just started flowing through the crowd like a toothpick, just trading hands. Yeah, yeah. I don't Someone remember stole what Someone happened. Someone took the, the leash off. The leash off. That because was I had, it. I had the leash on. I still had the leash on. And so I was just scaring and the board was right here. And I was just like, oh, it's pretty cool, pretty cool. And then um, I just felt someone, you know, grabbing my leash. I thought it was one of my friends. And then all of a sudden, you know, like, oh, where's my board? <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> Did you ever oh, get no, it back? No. And then, you know, like after a week, this, uh, this, this lady just texted my dad on, you know, like on uh, Facebook. She was like, oh, hello, how are you? You know, I thought you might, uh, you know, I think you should know this. My son has Felipe's board, blah, blah, blah. I don't know how I ended up with him. Um, you know, I can, I can meet you and bring you back the board. Blah, blah, blah. I, I just keep it, you know, oh, <laughs> so right I, I, let, I let him keep the board. Oh, yeah. That's so cool. What, what a great <laughs> memory. That one just really resonated with myself cool. and the, yeah. how you connected to a huge stadium like atmosphere and fed off a crowd and pushed. And yeah. I think for you too, being from Brazil, that hasn't always been the easiest event to win for a lot of the Brazilians on tour where you're getting yeah so much attention, you know, from, yep. you know, maybe Medina, Italo, and just like all these guys that want to win this event so badly, you've been able to yep. win it not just once, but three times. So yep. there's something it's going crazy, on man. with being home and feeling it. Yeah. It's crazy because, you know, like, even though we're in our, you know, country and we have our family, our friends, and it's, it's too easy, you know, like to lose your focus down in Brazil. I mean, like in a way that you're just like feeding that energy from the crowd, it's, uh, you know, you can kind of like overthink stuff, you know, like it's just like, you know, you want it so much, you want it so bad that sometimes things goes wrong. You can, you can really think straight because it's too much energy, too much going on, you know, like you gotta kind of keep, you know, like, um, you know, like you gotta kind of limit what's going on with you. Otherwise, it's just like it's it gets really crazy. Yeah. <laughs> 2015 was a complete turnaround. I mean, for you, you qualified. You're a kid, really. You you were on yeah. tour. You yeah. were so young. And we're going yeah. back to your rookie season of 2013, and you still finished 13. 15th in the world. You had yeah. quarters. I think you had a semifinal in France. So you you were still making yeah. heats and and fitting into the script, but you didn't start winning events until 2015 well and the first one that blew yes. all of our minds when you look back now if since it's been a few years what was the big difference from being on tour and doing well but then all of a sudden just felt like overnight you're a world title contender when you're winning events mm. you know um i guess like a, a, a big percent of a, you know like what 
I had to change to start, you know, like doing well, not that I was not doing well, but, you know, like being a word title container, you know, it was, um, it was all in my mind, you know, like it was, it was, it was a big part of it. Um, you know, I just, it was a little click, you know, I was just like, okay, you know, like I'm, I'm going to win events. And then I had this in my mind, just like, I'm going to win, I'm going to win, I'm going to win, you know? And then, um, I had this, you know, like saying this over and over, like every day, you know, like surfing and just looking like, or just mind surfing away. I was just like, that's the way that I'm going to win an event, you know, like just constantly just keeping this in my mind. And, um, and that's what happened. And I trained so hard to, you know, like, uh, on the off season from 2014 to 15, the, that end of the year that we have a break, I trained so much, like every day, like from Monday to Monday, you know, like no breaks. So, um, you know, I felt, I felt really strong. I felt healthy. I felt ready to, you know, like to, to win events. And, um, you know, that's what I did actually. You, I, I was enjoying, I was having a lot of fun. And, but at the same time, that was, you know, this thing on my mind that I was just like, okay, you know, I'm going to win, I'm going to win, I'm going to win. And, you know, that formula worked pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it sure did. 2015 was <laughs> unreal. You're steamrolling the field, three big wins that season. Yeah. And officially arriving in a consistent way in the world title conversation, which was yeah. so cool because we're building this whole energy of not just yourself, but now Brazilian yeah. world titles, Gabe's in 2014, De Souza that 2015 yeah. year. And then yeah. I also look at your rookie season. You were one of six. Brazilians on tour the year we're going into now uh top 34 Brazil has the most surfers on tour I, I'm not <laughs> sure how many times that has happened or if it's the first time now 11 on tour and the Aussies have 10 which is uh, a really a huge statement was we have a lot of returning surfers back yep. to the jersey like Alex Ribeiro we've got you know M Miguel Pupo officially back uh, we've got some younger names we're still getting used to seeing and like David Silva, who's looking dangerous. Uh, give us a little yeah. breakdown of what we can expect from, from these guys that are back on tour this year and, and making a presence as the most dominant surfing nation, not just in the title race, but on the top 34. Yeah. You know, we, you know, it's pretty crazy because we do have 11, but imagine if we still have like all the, the guys that follow up tour, you know, like Jesse, William, um uh uh Ian Govea, you know, it's like <laughs> it would be crazy. It would be like 15, 16, you know. So but uh one day, one day we're gonna get there. Yeah, but it's um it's pretty cool, man. You know, it's uh it's you know, I feel grateful to be part of it, you know, the the famous, you know, Brazilian storm and um to see all my friends, people that I actually, you know, grew up with surfing and competing against, um, you know, I'd say like more, you know, like, uh, Gabriel, um, Miguel and Patterson too. David, David was, he was my biggest rival, you know, in amateur events, every contest, you know, like, cause we're, we always competed like under the under 10, under 12, under 14, under 16 and under 18, you know? So, during this whole process, every final I did, David was against me. Every single <laughs> final, he was always against me. You know, like so. Uh, he was. And you're still friends. Actually, oh yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> at that time we're just like having so much fun. You know, there was nothing. Just like, oh okay, it's events. I want to win, but you know, we're 
like we're still friends as we were like back in you know the amateur events which is which is you know like i feel like it's really great and it it, it keeps us more motivated than ever you know because once you you take this you know like this um this rivalry outside of the water you know i don't i don't think it, it turns out to be good for you or your friend or you know like even for the sport, you know, I guess it's, it's pretty cool what happens, especially with me. That's what I try to do. You know, like, um, I'm aggressive. Yeah. I'm aggressive. You know, I try to paddle around, I try to get the inside and all that, but you know, I try, I, I leave it in the water, you know, like whatever happens, I leave it in the water nothing against a surfer, you know, like it's, it's pretty cool, but coming back to the Brazilian part, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's really awesome, you, you know, man, seeing all these guys, uh, people that I grew up with and, you know, having the six sex right now, it's, it's just amazing. You know, um, I'm, cause I, you know, the, at the same time that I, I really want for me to win events and win the world titles, I want my friends to win and win the world title too, you know, cause it's going to make me happy the same way that I'm, that I'll be happy winning events, you know, that's, that's really what I like. And, um, it's, it's just awesome, you know. We always, you know, like uh, uh, make jokes with everybody. I was like, "Oh, you're looking out on my heat, man." You know, like if you're in my heat, I had this this magic board. You know, like you're gonna see. So it's yeah, it's pretty healthy and it's really cool, man. It's funny because uh, the other day when we we're stuck inside and just hanging out yeah. in here, we we were on the Instagram live with Leo Fioravanti, yeah. uh, two-time world champ legend. Tommy Carroll was on before. And the discussion was rivalries. Do we need them on tour? They, how aggressive do they really need to be? Well, what was your final take on that conversation? So, yeah, you know, um, I feel like we, we do need that, you know, in a certain way with a lot of respect for each other, you know, um, because, I mean, I'm not there just like waiting for a wave to, you know, like to come like straight to me, you know. I'm trying to find the best way. I'm trying to, you know, like positioning myself in the best spot. I'm trying to, you know, like, um, cause there's strategy too, you know, it's not just about like, I'm going to go there, I'm going to surf and I'm going to win. You know, there's, if there's not a wave, what are you going to do? You know, you're going to play, right? You got to play, you got to play with priority. You got to make the guy paddle for a, you know, a bad wave so you can have priority and then seat under him. There's a lot of little things that you can actually do, you know, um, which is, you know, it resumes to rivalry, you know, but um, there's some stuff, you know, that I, that I don't like. It's bringing that, you know, what happens in the water to the beach or to my personal life. You know, I guess, it, you know, everything, the tour, traveling, being away from the family, it's, it's already too much for us. And bringing another, you know, like problem it's it's another thing that's gonna sucks up your energy. So I, you know, like I don't I don't feel like that's healthy for us, but I feel like we do need that, you know. And uh, I mean, how cool is it? I mean, for me being a surfer, I I really love the paddle battles, you know, like that we always have <laughs> the guys trying to get the inside, you know, like that. It's it's a chess game, you know, like you gotta just be paddling around, and then there's a wave, a set. What do you do? You wait or you paddle outside? What do you you know like? It's pretty cool, man. I, I feel like it's it's awesome for the sport. It's interesting with rivalries and how you compare them to other sports where I think some athletes in soccer or even American football, whatever it is, if they have yeah. a rival, 
they can put energy into it because they're not going to see them at the same beach the next day. They're not going to be right, on the same right. airplane. The next time they see <laughs> yeah. that rival, it's on the field again to bring yeah. out this energy to play at the top of their game where yeah. there's this it's intimate sort of setting uh, with surfers and traveling and consistently if you're feeding something really negative outside of the water, it, it, it could obviously yeah. be too much. For sure. Yeah. I feel the same way. You know, it's, um, it, it becomes another, another, you know, um, another thing that's going to, you know, make you think about it. You know, you don't want to think about too many things, you know, you want to think about, you go surf in your heat and win events, you know, um, you don't have to worry about anything else. So, um, yeah, I guess, I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't bring that to the beach. <laughs> it's, it's cool to look at your career and different turning points. I think another just huge turning point was when you made the relationship with Marcio Zuby and Sharp Eye Surfboards. And yeah. all of a sudden it was like everything we were talking about. We noticed how fast you were going, how connected you were yeah. to your surfboards. And then since then, it wasn't just you. It was like this team developed. And I, I have a feeling you were a big part of accepting more people to, to this team were you involved as going hey yeah let this person into our stable is that was that a conversation because i know some shapers go hey am i allowed this shape for this guy because you could be competing against them soon yeah, are you involved yeah, yeah. like that with marcio as well well i mean not not so much you know actually i you know i actually this is this is really good for our brand you know for our sport for um uh, um you know for sharp eye you know exactly so um it's uh it was that was not really like oh can can you know like this guy come up and you know like try some words like how do you feel about it those it was never this you know like because and then i would never say no too you know um <laughs> i mean i'm not i'm not this kind of you know guy um you know but it was definitely like questions you're like oh what do you think about him you know like um, what do you see? What, you know, like, what is it? What is that? You know, it's just like a few questions, you know, that, that makes me realize like, Oh, okay. I know, I know what's going on already, you know, like, but, um, you know, just like with, you know, with Kanoa was, you know, for me, it was the biggest, you know, like difference in surfing on the, you know, on the world tour surfers, you know, it was, uh, that event in J Bay. Uh, he was writing for his first time, you know, in the event, the, the Sharp Eye Surfboard. And, and, you know, like to see the difference, you know, from Kanoa event before and Kanoa on that event, I was just like, oh my God, you know, like, wow. You know, it was like a hundred percent difference in surfing that he was doing, you know. And, um, you know, it's, I guess, you know, that what makes the difference, it's that relationship in, that we have with Marcio. You know, he's always, and Yufu as well, because Yufu is always like asking questions like, oh, how the board feel, you know, this is a new one. Like he changed this a little bit, blah, 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 you know, and, and Marcio, he always like, he, he makes sure that he delivers your boards to your house and he talks to you about the boards. What did he change? What, you know, still normal? What's the difference? Blah, blah, blah. So yeah, it's, you know, that relationship, you know, with surfers uh it, it, i guess it makes a lot of difference you know and you know it's been like that since the first day that i signed the contract with sharpai and um you know i remember like 2014 man you know like before the tour starts we had like 
two board bags on the beach, like 12 boards. We're spending the whole day on the beach surfing. You fools filming. Marcy was just like, oh, no, you tried this one now. Oh, this one's good. We put this one here, the quiver that's going to go to Australia. Oh, this one, oh, give it back to me. I'll, you know, shape some more. It's, you know, like the attention, it's me like 100%. So um, that makes a huge difference. Really cool. Yeah. You mentioned Yufu, Yufu Penrose, uh, for people who haven't met him, amazing surfer from Brazil, but living in California for a long time. And yeah. he's given, he's like that team manager role that makes sure everyone yes. has what they need at all times, That's which right. is great. And so then Marcio is going on to success, uh, winning the stab of the dark with Taj. And so That's all awesome. this success yeah. is making sense to you because you know how amazing these boards are and it yeah. feels like the whole brand is just exploding. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. You know, and it's, you know, we look at, you know, 2014, the team that we had, and you look now, the team that we have, you know, it's just this to this, you know, like it's huge having a lot of, you know, like um, surfers and tour, like Sally, Joanne, me, Kanoa. It's just like, I mean, there's, I'm not going to try to say all of them because there's so many people, but, you know, like now having, you know, Jesse on board too, it's pretty cool. He's, he's been ripping on, on sharp eyes and, um, yeah, it's, it's been awesome, man. So cool. I mean, you're a different type of competitor. If you see someone like Kanoa surf well, other people would have been like, hey, Marcio, that's enough. That's enough. Yeah, right. things that I, uh, <laughs> I one thing know. I also think that's cool with you, Felipe, I've seen you ride different types of boards. Some people have to wait for their retirement to be on a twin fin or oh, one time I even oh, saw you longboarding down the way from lowers. It's like, it was yep. so refreshing just to see how fun you're having. I mean, in Fiji, you'd take out a kayak and ride waves. <laughs> uh, you obviously love riding waves, pure and simple. And you don't feel like having fun's getting away with your edge and high performance conditions oh, that's no, great yeah never man you know it's uh it's it's one one thing that my dad always said to me before every you know he was like go out there and have fun you know and i take that not just for a contest i take that for life you know i'm gonna go surf i'm gonna try to go and uh, go out there and have fun and you know that's that's what i do i have you know like a lot of twin fins i have like three or four long boards that I, I love to ride, go down to the trails, go down to, uh, to send an off ray, you know, like I just, you know, I have so much fun riding all these boards and, uh, you know, Marcio had some amazing twin fins. I have like a lot of twin fins from, I have like two from Real Machado. I have um, like two from Album too. I have one from Dad Cooks. I have like so many twin fins, you know, like one from IPA, it's it's just awesome to ride these boards man is you know like i guess it makes me uh really happy you know because it's just like you go so fast it's so easy to surf and it's you know it gives you that feeling of freedom when you're in a wave you know so it's yeah it's it's uh, it's really fun did you bring a twin fin with you and would you ever consider riding a twin fin in a heat i almost did I almost did in uh, in uh, lower 2017 because I was uh, I was in Salinas right before uh, the Trestles event and then I uh, I was riding this twin fin from Marcio the more than two and dude the board was flying flying it was uh, Salina was really small on the last day and then I rode that for like six hours straight and the, the board was just going so fast so good and then I look at the forecast at Trestles I was just like okay. You know, that's that's going to be in my quiver to go to the beach, you know, for sure. And then I even like, you know, kept, I got the board ready, put all the stickers on and everything. And, you know, um, 
I, the only reason I didn't ride, it was because it was, uh, it was windy, you know, so it was kind of creaky to, to, to ride. So I had to use a normal board. Um, but if it was glassy and, you know, like small, the way it was, I was definitely going to ride the twin fin. <laughs> so just waiting for the right day. We might be able to see it happen. Yeah. One day for sure. You guys are going to see it. We've seen a lot of twin fin clips from Josh Kerr lately. Have you been keeping up with that? Oh my God. You know, yeah, I actually got, the, I actually got the, the twin fins that I have now from album I got because of Kersey, because I was watching him surf and the boards that his album was shaping. I was like, oh, it's pretty cool, man. The twin fin might go super fast. You know, I just want to order one. Then I, I went in contact with Kersey and he was just like, oh no, just talk to him. And then I was like, oh, what's up, Matt? You know, like, how are you? And then he shaped like two beautiful twin fins. That's so cool. And the type yeah. of surfing Josh is doing, we're all reacting on that's so pure. It looks insane. Do you, do you think it translates to a championship tour judging scale? It, is, will that fit in with the scale? Dude, he was riding, he was riding like twin fins on freaking rifles, six foot, eight foot, you know, getting crazy barrel, huge turns, you know, like I don't see like that, that much difference between like a thruster and a twin fin, you know, he was, he was just putting an amazing performance, you know, that was like, that was some clips that I saw because I was like, oh my God, you know, like it was, it was just like <laughs> insane, you know, that and the heat, you would have definitely, you know, be a, uh, be like a high score. So yeah, it's, you can see, like, you can see he's surfing, you know, like he shows happiness, you know, cause he always like going fast and like the turns, it's just, it's just amazing. Well, it was cool, uh, Felipe, last year when after missing you so much and missing the tour and competition, and then when you were able to team up with Coco Ho at the Rumble at the Ranch yeah, in Lamore yeah. at the Surf Ranch. That was so cool. Tell us about that experience because, yeah, you guys got the big win after not competing for so long. I know. That felt great, man. It was, it was actually really fun. Um, you know, after a long time just not being able to compete and, um, you know, not gather with people is just like you know kind of weird and then all of a sudden we have this oh we, we're running an event at the surf ranch and then everyone you know like in the hotel getting tested and you know like that feeling is like oh someone's gonna be positive or no come on please you know i want to surf i want to compete and then uh once we had the news everyone was negative we're just like yes you know let's go and then you know being able to put that jersey on and and you know compete against you know like all of these guys um and actually you know like have a different format um surfing you know like with coco hole against you know all the other ones were it was really really cool um you know because it was not just her and not just me we had to do it together you know like she had to do like a really good score i had to do a really good score so we can you know like uh, um make it through the round and um it was it was it was fun man you know just to see people just to be around everyone, see everyone smiling. It was just, it was, it was awesome. That was so cool. And just to see you yeah. win and especially being with Coco and she was so happy to, to have that moment with you and to finally get that competitive flair going again, which was uh, such a good feeling. Uh, right at that time, I was able to find out about the sound waves uh, show mm. that you were working on with WSL. It's on worldsurfing.com yep. and you made me cry, man. That was just like so <laughs> emotional and beautiful and giving. Yeah. Uh, if you guys haven't seen sound waves yet with Felipe, it's, it was so moving. And to yeah. share that through even a victory you had and be so open with what you were going through. I uh, thank you yeah. for sharing. You inspired me. <laughs> for sure. And also just, uh, 
what have you learned from that experience and, and, and how are you feeling today? Yeah. You know, it's, um, I feel like nowadays, especially with the, the, the sport that we do, you know, it's uh, really rare that we see, you know, people open up and talk about your feelings and talk about what's going on. And, you know, cause we, I mean, to be honest, surfing, it's super, you know, selfish, you know, like, I, I got to win heat. It's because of me. I got to win events. It's because of me. You know, it's like always thinking about myself, you know, because it's, I mean, you're not going to, I mean, I'm saying like some other athletes, you know, like not myself, but the guy watching you like, oh no, he's, he's, you know, if he makes his heat, he's going to, you know, like jump on the rankings and like, I, I want him to lose, or, you know, like this kind of, you know, like uh, thinking, which is, I mean, I feel like this is pretty uh, intense the whole year. And I mean, I've been doing this for like, what, seven years, now, eight years now, this is my eighth year, you know, um, and I'm only 25 years old, you know, like there's, it's a lot of, of uh, responsibilities with, you know, uh, sponsors, you know, as we were talking before, family, uh, the professional part of it and sponsors and um, being a son, being, you know, friend, being a brother to my other brother, you know, it's, it's, it's so much going on that, you know, like you kind of um, keep it to yourself too much. And then, you know, that's what was happening to me. You know, um, I had like this um, 2019 was, it was, uh, I'm not going to say it was a bad year for me, but it was, uh, it was pretty crazy, um, you know, because there was so many ups and downs and, um, you know, like from winning events and then the next day, just crying in my room, just like, you know, like what's going on, you know, not having that, that fire to go out and surf, um, you know, like everything that I was doing, it was, it was not good enough for me, you know, just like, ah, oh, even like surfing a wave, you know, just, and then you look at the camera after it's like, yeah, okay. You know, it was not that great actually, you know? So, um, yeah, man, it, it was, it was pretty, it was really hard, you know? Um, and I thank God I had, you know, my family with me, you know, I was, I was, um, connected to, to God. I had my faith up, you know, and, um, you know, Ananda was by my side the whole time too. She, she was the one that actually, you know, like knew like every thing that happens, you know, cause there's so many things that people don't know what happened, you know? Um, and, and I like to keep it that way. And, and, you know, Ananda was right there by my side. So, um, you know, if it wasn't for her too, I, I don't know, you I don't know what could happen, you know, it's, so yeah, it was pretty crazy. And, um, you know, thank God, I, you know, I've been able to um, open up more, talk about it more, you know, it's still like something that's really hard for me to talk about my feelings and, you know, and what's going on, but I'm definitely, you know, um, learning and, you know, improving every day and, um, you know, encouraging people to do that, you know, so they don't, they don't go as far as I did. You know, so, um, yeah, I mean, that's, it's no problem to talk about it. You know, it's normal. It happens to everybody, you know, and the more I open up about this, the more I know it's normal in every people's life, you know, like it's, it's something that, that happens, you know, it's, it's normal. It's, it's your life. There's a lot of things, you know, you can always see like this one guy smiling and, you know, making funny of everything. And then uh, once he goes to his house, goes through his room, you know, he's just like that guy, just, you know, like no expressions at all no not happiness you know so um yeah and then it's always good to to have friends too you know if you do have friends talk to them ask them how they're feeling or not even friends just like to 
just whatever, you know, like to the guy that works in the corridor here, the guard, you know, like, oh, good morning. How are you? How are you feeling? You know, it's, it, it makes a lot of difference for, you know, whoever is going through this process, you know, to to feel that you loved and, you know, you uh, to feel that people care about you, you know, like I know it's it's something that we don't have to to worry about it, you know, like, oh, but it's it feels good. You know, it makes a difference. It's beautiful, man, how much you're sharing your heart and inspiring us. And I just, I feel the love as you speak about this journey uh, that you're going through it. And again, I just keep, I'm blown away. You're only 25 and the things that you have accomplished (laughs) and the uh, fatherhood. And then you talk about being an athlete, the selfish act of it. However, on your side, it's so giving because it's giving your family this beautiful life. So you go on these trips to support your family with your performance. And, and I'm sure there was times when the pressure would just amount going, Oh man, I not only do I have to win this heat, but my family wants to, and, and being able to take that quiet time to, to remember what, what, what it's all about and what's in your heart. And you know, too, like the, this it's, it's the pressure from, you know, like from all the the fans too, you know, because you go on the social media, you know, like there's, what 20,000 you know um um likes or 20,000 views and people commentating in your posts and and it's just like there's 15,000 that's like saying really good things about you and then there's five that's saying like really bad things and then you, you take that you know like um to the wrong way you know for me especially for me it's really hard to um to you know for me to listen to critics you know I'm like Oh, you know, it's hard for me to digest that, you know, and, um, and that, that was one thing too, that made me, uh, a lot worse, you know, that year. Um, now I'm learning too, how to, you know, not really take that to my heart, you know, cause it really hurts. And, uh, you know, that's, and it's, this thing here is, it's dangerous, man. You know, like the social media is dangerous, you know, you gotta really, um, learn how to, to use that for in a good way, you know, it doesn't, so it doesn't slip through your fingers. How interesting is it that you can get a thousand monstros and like, you're like support and, and then there's one that just sticks out yeah. one comment and you just stop, yeah. it stops your day. And you're like, Hey, yeah, that's that right. Very nice. <laughs> that's right. It's one, it takes like, you have 10,000, but one that's saying like, uh, I mean, it's, it, it could be like a stupid thing, you know, but it's, it, it, you know, it, as you said, it stops your day, you know, it's just like, you'd start thinking about it and things go sideways. It's just, it's a nightmare, man. It's not fun. <laughs> during, during the off season, I posted something and I had this message come in and uh, this guy was in Europe and having a tough day and he took it out on me and uh, it just it's said something like real, real nasty. And I remember yeah. normally I just go, don't even touch it. And I decided yeah. to respond to this guy. And I was just like, Hey man, that wasn't very nice. I hope you're okay. You know? And all of a sudden he just unloaded like four paragraphs of, I'm so sorry, man. Like I, yeah. and I, I think he just needed to reach out and he didn't know how to. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. yeah, There's a yeah. lot of people that do that, you know, like the, the, on the DMS, you know, you go look and then there's this guy just snapping at you and then they're just like, bro, like, what's the reason why you didn't that? You know, this, that was not fun at all. And then it was like, oh no, Felipe, man, you amazing surfer, blah, blah, blah. I was like, dude, what the hell? You know, like, yeah. why? You know, like, better way to start a conversation, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Learning to how to be bigger and to promote that forgiveness immediately and just uh, have it like water off a duck's back, have it just blow right by you. And sometimes the good and the bad, you know, just uh, focus on yep. what you're doing and, and yep. be the best champion that you can be. 
Yeah, that's right. Well, Felipe, we've got uh, obviously a different type of year as we look at the change from not snapper, not bells, and for how you receive that because you you're amazing at both snapper, final at bells with John that big day. But now it's switching to, you know, to start Newcastle Narrabeen back to back. And I, I, you know, I've talked about you this with you with this recently about this crazy 10 point ride moment at Newcastle, this huge, gigantic air that kind of was your arrival to the scene because you're still such a grom. And so I know you have that great memory of Newcastle. I just want to get yeah. your take on, you know, switching from the traditional events and now bringing up uh, so, uh, some fresh beaches that we haven't competed on in a while. Yeah, I mean, it's um, for it's it's pretty, you know, like uh, sad uh, one side of the story, you know, because, you know, Snapper and Bells, it's, you know, it's, it's special places, you know, it's uh, amazing ways, you know, the people there and we always, you know, been going there for the last seven years and well, me going there for the last seven years and, you know, it's, uh, um, but I feel, you know, for the, for the rookies, you know, it's been what Patterson qualified three years ago. He never served snapper, you know, in the heat. <laughs> so I'm like, Oh no, another year. So we always making joke about that with him, you know, because the event that he was looking forward to it, it was snapper, you know, it's so funny. And I was like, Oh, another year, man, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I mean, it's, um, at the, and then on the other side of the story, you know, uh, it's really cool that we have, you know, like Newcastle Narrabeen and, um, I mean, if it wasn't that, you know, where else we're going to be surfing, competing, you know? So, yeah, it's, uh, I know it's been a crazy process for, you know, WSL working with the government here in Australia, uh, New South Wales, it's been really great for us. And it's, you know, it's, I'm, I'm just really happy to be back here in Newcastle, you know, well, you know, we're going to go to Newcastle, but, uh, it's going to be, cause I haven't been there, what, in what seven years i guess yeah it's been it's been forever so um you know it's gonna bring that those really good memories you know uh from the pro junior that i competed and from the qs my first qs ever you know that i ever competed it was it was newcastle so um it was it was really cool man it was really awesome so yeah i'm, I'm excited and and i hope the ways are like good for us too I had really good boards and uh, it's going to be fun. I look at those waves, Felipe, and I'm just going, oh, you're going to eat those up. I mean, they're being so <laughs> performance, like you go as fast so as fun. you want and have yeah. such a good time. I, I'm thinking you're going to go and seeing this is a huge opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I got to take that, you know, as a, a really good um, way to start the year. So, yeah, you know, definitely look forward for, for good results. Uh, so many great things. I know we have so many questions for you from, from fans around the world. That's awesome. Yeah, here we go. We've got Kane Johnson coming from Salt Creek in Southern California. Cool. He says uh, you are a true competitor who's always seeming to look to improve your surfing. Uh, but he wants to really know about managing your emotions and then sticking to a game plan when the heat's on. Uh, how have you learned to manage that uh, to get big results? Well, you know, it was, uh, um, you know, as we're, we're talking before, you know, it's, you know, you think like before he, you know, just whatever you do, whatever ritual you have, you're praying or you're just listening to your music, you know, having that moment with yourself, you know, just really thinking on the present, you know, on the, on the now, you know, I guess it's a really good way to, you know, um, not 
think about all the other feelings, you know, what can come from the outside. So that's one really good way to, you know, like stick to, you know, to your plan and go out there and surf. But there's also, you know, like uh, a big chance that that plan is not going to go the way you, you taught it in the water, you know, because I mean, we're dealing with mother nature, you know, we, we don't know what to expect. Um, if there's going to be waves, if it's not, if you're going to get the good ones, if you're going to, you know, fall off on your first wave. So you kind of have to, you know, like adjust your strategy in the water. But, you know, like if there's one thing that you can do to to help that, you know, it's having that um, you're mentally prepared to go out there and, you know, do what you have to do now. Great answer. Thanks, Kane, for the question. Uh, as it continues yeah. with uh, the competitive format we talked about briefly, Newcastle, Narrabeen, we're going back to the West. Are you one of those surfers that can't wait to get to the West? I mean, you've had great results at Margaret River. You have some tough ones too, but uh, yeah. overall, do you like the surfing experience out there? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool. You know, like um, the West, it's, there's so much that we can explore, you know, so many surf spots. It's uh, It's great for you to, you know, like, go and and really spend time in the water you know because there's so many surf spots you can surf and you know if especially if you know a local guy he can take you to some secret spot which is awesome and uh you know that's um the rottenness island i've never been you know so that's going to be really cool it's it's going to be interesting for me to you know be there first time something new you know like so yeah i can i'm really looking forward for that well, we've been going for a bit. This has been so much fun for me, Felipe, on another day of quarantine. We're just going to take a quick break. We'll be back with Felipe and Caught Inside right after this. You. And we're back. We're still inside. We can't go outside. We've got to wait. It's day nine, <laughs> but we'll be out there soon, and we can't wait to get out there in the real world. But WSL has been so cool along with even Corona yesterday, uh, everyone's been doing so, uh, so many great things to surprise us and keep us stoked during this time. How was your WSL Corona taco night last night? Oh man, it was great. You know, I loved it. When I saw that, I was just like, I saw the, the six pack of Coronas. I was just like, Corona food, you know, that's gotta be Mexican, you know? And then we just opened <laughs> the quesadillas, tacos and cheap salsa. It was so good. It was great. Did you get more gifts yesterday? It probably felt like Christmas. Was your door just like nonstop knocking? What else Dude, did you get? Dude, it was nonstop. I had I had um, Oakley uh, gifts. I had FCS. I had uh, from WSL the shoes and the the training. You know, like clothes that we had. Um, and then the best part was definitely the Coronas and the tacos. <laughs> oh, so delicious. Those are gone. I tried on the on shoes. Those things are so comfy and so cool. comfy. Inspire my training program because I need some yeah, help. Just been awesome. motivation there. Uh, speaking of training, it brings up another question for you from fans. Felipe, this there one's coming from Jeremy John Bjork from Scripps Pier down in La Jolla, California. Cool. Wants to know about your quarantine training. Felipe, are you, do you think it's going to actually help you be a more disciplined surfer now that you have 14 days just to train? How is that going to translate? Well, you know what? Yeah. Thanks, Jeremy. That's pretty cool. Actually, you know, it's, uh, it's been, it's been really good for me to, you know, like get on the program, as I said, you know, like to, to have that, um, you know, that time of the day that I, I, I do have to train and no matter what, you know, and, uh, I mean, 
I'm there's nothing else to do here, you know. Like <laughs> I do have the gym here, like I had the spinning bike and the rowing machine and you know a couple of kettlebells and all that and you know um I've been doing like two trainings a day, you know, like from in the morning and then one in the afternoon. And um yeah, I feel like it's definitely going to help me, you know, to have that that discipline that I I do have to be training even if it's just like a uh, a yoga session if it's just a breathing exercises you know like if it's just you know having the 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 rolling just you know like to release all the muscles it's too training you know so um it's been it's been really good for me and i think that's this 14 days it's gonna help me in the water for sure oh so good what a great question thanks for putting that one in we're here waiting for event number two so we've had a long delay for that uh pipeline yep. came and went really quick for you. You got a, uh, a yep. result you probably were hoping to do a bit better and now trying to build yourself back into the title race, which brings me to a question I was curious about with you. Cause we talked about this energy crowd, uh, you know, doing well at so many events where you're feeding off crowd noise, your father's whistle, like this, this energy mm -hmm. thing where you are just getting better and better and better. And then at pipe, there was not a crowd. Uh, how does yeah, that affect? Yeah. I think we'll have limited crowd space at these events in Australia, yes, yeah, but what, yeah, it, what so. was that like when you're so used to this crowd chanting your name and getting you pumped up? And then it was just quiet, probably quieter than a free surf too. What's the difference? <laughs> yeah, I know it's, it was definitely, it was definitely kind of weird, you know, it's just like grabbing your Jersey and then like putting the Jersey on, looking around, nobody, you know, it's just like, oh, and then there's you know it's just like oh well put the music on and then you know having the music on but um you know it's you know there's there's it's one thing that we have to actually adjust to you know like if you know really waiting on that um energy from the crowd you know like you're really depending on that you know it's um it's gonna cost you a heat for sure but um that's that that was that was not the problem for me but it was definitely kind of weird not having not having people you know like screaming and you know um we're so used to that right the, every year every contest so um but it is what it is you know we're doing what we can to to be in the water surfing and you know like that is always doing a great job you know keeping us safe and everyone else too so yeah it's you know we got to do what we got to do i was watching the dodgers win the world series and <laughs> It was really cool. The players were talking about how they're winning these like division titles, the World Series, and they'd win a game and they're like, are we dreaming? Because it's so quiet. It was just such a different right, kind yeah. of... Like, <laughs> is, it, is it true? <laughs> yeah. Well, how do you break down uh, the pipe result for you? How, how, does, how do you take that in and then move on to the next one? And uh, what was happening out there? Well, um, it was... Uh, it was kind of hard for me, actually, you know, um, coming to this event. I was, because uh, I had, I had this injury down in Brazil <clears throat> and I, and then I had like, uh, uh, pretty much like two months not surfing and not really training. Um, so I kind of like, uh, I lost my rhythm with surfing and training and, um, you know, I was a little bit of out of shape and, um, and it was, but it was, I mean, that's, that's not an excuse, but, you know, it was those things, things that happened before. And then I got there, it was, you know, like, there's a lot of months not surfing, not putting the jersey on and having a contest. It felt like I, I kind of like let my emotions go, you know, in a way that I, I never did. 
So I was, I, I mean, I don't feel like I was, I was really a hundred percent prepared for that, you know, but I was still like, um, trying to get back on track surfing and spending time in out there. And, um, you know, that heat against Leo was kind of like out of rhythm, you know, like going in waves that I, I, you know, I wasn't supposed to go and Leo had a pretty good wave and it was, um, yeah, I was definitely not, you know, like in a rhythm with the ocean and I mean, it wasn't easy too, but. I mean, yeah, it was, it was, it was something off. Yeah. <laughs> we talk about so many events where you've won multiple times and you just repeat yeah. those victories all the time. And then in your career, you've dealt with the noise as well. Like this is where you need improvements. And that always yeah. tends to happen at pipe and Teohupo'o. And, you know, at pipe too, I love the tens you've had there, the crazy heat with Kelly, yeah. where you were like this close to getting another oh, ten to, to win yeah. that heat. <laughs> But it was yeah. also so impressive for me because you are going, you're swinging, you take the early trips to Tahiti. And when you had like yep. a lion scratch your back on the reef and, oh, and going gosh, for yeah. it, uh, take us into that athlete mindset when you're going for titles and there might be these events where you see improvement and how you look at that and how you go, okay, this is something I want to improve or, or even just having the confidence to be like, Hey, you guys can talk about it, but I'm fine. I know what I'm doing, you know, out there. How does that work out? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of that's kind of like you, what you have to play, you know, like if you think too much about what people say, you just, you know, you're going to go crazy, you know, that's the thing that we we're talking about before, you know, especially in social media, people talk a lot, you know, so, <laughs> uh, but it's definitely, but it's definitely, you know, like a, a point that I know, you know, like me, myself, I know that I need to improve and, you know, that I do, I do have, you know, like the everything to be better at it. So, um, you know, it, as you said, you know, he's taking those early trips and uh, going and, you know, spending time out there and talking to the locals and, you know, like especially Tahiti, man, it's just, it, it became like a really special place to me, you know, even though I didn't have like some really great results out there, you know, but just to being able to, you know, uh, to surf over there and feel comfortable with the wave, you know, it's just, it, it makes a lot of difference, you know. So, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's a point that I, I need to improve and, you know, I, I, uh, I've been working on that and, you know, I'll be there one day. What would it mean to you to win pipeline or Tehupo'o in your career? I mean, you, you, was, it's just like the, the, the history that the event has, you know, it's not, uh, it's not, it's not going to mean something for me. It's just like, oh, you know, I needed to prove to people to win this event. You know, like that's, that's not in my mind, not at all. You know, it's just to have that pipe masters board on my wall. You know, that's all that matters for me. You know, the points and, you know, and, uh, and another victory to my career. Just a, <laughs> the tattoo that you would get would be amazing. Like that's I'm, true. I'm counting on that. <laughs> well, this year is, <laughs> this year is uh, is changing in so many positive ways too. With this lead up to the Rip Curl WSL Finals at Lower Trestles, so I'm looking at yep. Tehu Po'o to be radical. I mean, think of anyone's out of the top five or just on the cusp of being fifth in the world. How that how yep. is that going to change the event in Tahiti? Just to be to make sure you're going to lowers. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be pretty fun to watch, man. It's gonna be one uh, you know special event. It's always been super special, but uh, this year it's gonna be you know pretty crazy. People are gonna be sending it to you know like make heats and make barrels and um, you know be on the top five. So um, yeah, it's gonna be pretty interesting to watch. 
Ah, so cool. And then Lowers, obviously moving the family to San Clemente and you've yeah. won there. You're, you're one of the favorites all the time, which I'm looking at you going, that is so cool. And then the funny part about it, because I'm kind of afraid of crowds and a lot of people in the lineup, I'll go to like random spots and I'm like, hey, Felipe's here. You know, <laughs> I think everyone would expect you just to be running things at Lowers all day with yeah, 300 yeah. guys out. I'm like, wait, there's this random little wave. And, hey, Felipe's there again. <laughs> like, it's not like, even though you live right there, it doesn't seem like you're surfing lowers like day in and day out all day like everybody else does. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm running from the crowd, man. You know. Yeah. Well, especially especially now with the pandemic, you know, we can't we can't gather too much people. You know, so I'm running from them. <laughs> but um, you know, it's uh, it's funny because sometimes I just you know I just want to surf, surf. You know, like just just want to get wet. You know, surf and um, try a new board and. I, I don't I don't need to go all the way down to lowers to to try a board you know, but if definitely if it's bumping you know it's totally worth it you know I go and surf and spend a lot of time out there and you know um, the days that I go down to lowers is the day that nobody wants to go you know when it's like super windy and raining and really bad ways and then I go down there and surf by myself. <laughs> we have a lot in common, man. That's great. You know, yeah. Finding it, find some personal space out there on the wrong days that you're not supposed to be that's down right. there. Not the that's ideal right. That's right. That's the days that I have the most fun. <laughs> oh, that's so great, man. Uh, man, I'm so stoked for you for another year on tour and yeah. running into these new events and a new format, you know, because you are a veteran, even though you're 25 and you've given us so much, yeah. uh, entertainment and and obviously sharing your heart with us as you've been growing up on tour i think it's yeah. time for your quarantine quiz felipe that we've been asking oh. everybody here on okay. cod inside we've got right. a few questions for you first of all how many boards did you bring with you to australia um i brought 16 boards um from from the u.s here and then I probably just gonna order some some bigger boards here in Australia for for Margies and you know for the West Australia leg because um, we never know it can be like three foot or it can be thirty foot so you gotta be ready. <laughs> nice. Did you read? Did you reach out to anyone for advice coming into quarantine uh, to see how you'd handle these fourteen days? If you did, who were they and what did they say? Uh, well. We're actually really good. Uh, we're prepared for it, you know, because um, WSL, like Jesse, Renato, everyone worked, you know, so hard for us to um, spend these 14 days here, you know, like to go like everything super smooth. And, you know, we have this, the, the gene pretty much, you know, we've been, you know, receiving a lot of, you know, um, care package from WSL and, you know, all the sponsors on WSL too. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, they definitely did give us some advices for, to be here, you know, like to bring, you know, some stuff to training and books and, you know, like whatever you, you could bring to, you know, spend time here. So yeah, we, we, we did have a lot, a lot of advice. Nice. Uh, three of your must haves that you need in quarantine. I mean, we're a weekend. So what are the three things you've realized that you've needed so far? Um, Training equipment, my cell phone, and my wife. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> what are your goals during this downtime? And give us an update. We're at the halfway mark. Are you achieving those? And ultimately, what's the big goal uh, to survive quarantine here? So, yeah. Um, 
Well, I, I, I think so. I think I'm achieving one of them, which is lose a couple of kilos, you know, that I can on this, on this time, you know. <laughs> so I've been I'm working my ass off here in this gym too, you know, to, uh, to, to lose that and stay in shape. Um, that's what I've been trying to do. And, um, you know, so far so good. You know, we're, we're just, we're having fun here. We, uh, you know, we've been cooking and it's been great. Uh, watching a lot of Netflix and, um, you know, I've been... Uh, laughing, right? We had a uh, we had a wine the other day, so yeah, it was, it's been it's been pretty smooth. Yeah, actually, you know, not too bad. Great to hear, man. Finding a good balance. Yeah. Well, this is the big yes. charter charter flight trivia question we've been asking everyone. Okay. And uh, there's been some great answers, like how many boards were on the flight. There's 522, which is crazy. Oh, 92 board bags that weighed almost wow. 5,000 pounds. Uh, really, some wow. really cool insight on this WSL charter That's flight. Cool. Your question, Felipe, is going to be how many tour surfers were on board the WSL charter flight? How many tour surfers? Um, okay. Let's see. Uh, how, how long do I have to enter that? You, oh, take your time. Yeah, this is, uh, okay. This is actually filling up my day. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Mine too. It's been, yeah. it's been fun. We can Don't go, just man. Don't go. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Let's see. Uh, on board the flight. Oh yeah, um, uh, let's see. Oh gosh, that's hard actually, because there's a lot of Australian surfers. Ooh, that's right. Ah. Can you take a calculator okay, out see, too? Without, yeah, I mean, let's say the Australians, there's a lot of Australians here already, uh, or pretty much all of them. I want to say that was about take your time 35 wow 34 oh he's so close that is so (laughs) close that is really close wow you deserve another well I had to do the math right you know (laughs) because earlier today you said there was 10 Australians so I already count that out, you know, from the 32 that we have. 32 yeah. or 34? We've got 34 full-time on tour. Yeah. 34 with, yeah, with the, yeah, okay. Wild so cards. then, yeah, 34, and then I t- uh, Kelly is not here, and then um, You're going to make me double-check my answer. I better figure this out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was really close. <laughs> and 34. Then the, of course, the girls, the girls, the Australian people here, you know, like that they, they didn't do the flight. They were not in the flight. So I was just trying to think and trying to do a quick math. On but, the fly, yeah. on the spot, you said 35, there were 34, man. That is, that's huge. Yeah, I'd be, yeah, that was 25 good. men CT surfers and there were nine women CT surfers okay. on that flight. Yeah. okay. And I think you slept most of that flight, didn't you? Oh, yeah, I did, of course. Well, what was that, a 13-hour flight, 15-hour flight? Was, they said 15 on the, the thing, but it was uh, – Yeah, I, think I woke it was up, like, it was like only hour and a half left. Gosh, great seat. But man. you had a lot of turbulence. Did you, oh, my did you see that? gosh, that was, was crazy. Was, Probably the most turbulence I've experienced on a flight in a long yeah, time. Yeah, me too. Me too, top three for sure. 
Uh, that was wild. Got here safe, into quarantine, passing yep, the halfway mark, yep. and having a great time, man. Well, you're such an inspiration, Felipe. Thank you so much for the Thank time, you, and, and let us know Thank what, you, you, guys. That was what fun. you need for the rest of the week, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in. You know, we're surviving. We're here. It's, uh, well, I mean, I'm just keeping training going, and, you know, I can't wait to, to leave the room and go surf. Ah, that's what it's all about. We're all can't wait to surf. Well, thank you so much, everybody listening in to Felipe today. If you want more of Felipe, definitely check out Sound Waves on YouTube and on WorldSurfLeague.com. That's going to be great. Thanks yeah. for tuning in. Oh, Joe, yes, another brother. thing. We do have uh, my wife, Ananda. She, she's launching her single tomorrow. So everyone stay tuned. First music. It's going to be amazing. Ananda, Spotify, well, everywhere, right? Everywhere, right? Spotify, Deezer, whatever. Well, yeah, Apple Music, everywhere. So, so you guys what, check what do it people out. search for that? What do we search? Uh, just her name, Ananda Marcel. Ananda Marcel. It's yeah, Marcel. M A R C A L. C A L. Ah, parabéns. Yeah, he's saying congratulations. Parabéns. Thank you. Obrigada. There you go. Valeu, irmão. Tudo beleza. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having us. Uh, Tudo a, beleza. Show de bola. It's such a great morning, man. Uh, I can't wait for that song to release uh, from your wife. That's going to be a special day yeah. for us in quarantine, but also globally. So It's going to be fun. Once again, uh, yeah, we'll just uh, look forward to another episode of Caught Inside dropping every other day while we're here in quarantine. So subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Our next guest will yep. be Lakey Peterson. So Ooh, that's awesome. Got something for Lakey. Hit me up on Instagram at Joe Trapel and we'll ask the questions. Thank you so much, everybody. And we'll, we'll see you next time. Ooh, thank you guys. Yeah, Joe. Yeah, Felipe. <laughs> <laughs>